0: QG Podcast is also brought to you by Lighthead Threads, apparel to inspire bright ideas and the actions that forge them. Lighthead Threads offers a great selection of hats and shirts for both men and women. So brighten up your life and style by heading over to lightheadthreads.com/slash/shop and use code Quality for fifteen percent off of your first order. That's lightheadthreads.com/slash/shop to get lightheaded today. Stay lit, folks. On this episode of the QG Pod, we chatted up with photographer Lisa Vortman. As a film and digital pro for over 10 years, she has developed her career directing people for portraits, as well as capturing raw moments in the yoga studio and all over the world. Anson and I discuss with her how social media has changed the landscape of the photography industry and the struggles of finding your niche in such a diverse art form. Everybody has a camera in their pocket these days, but not everyone has the eye and the directorial prowess of a seasoned pro. So get that shutter speed unlocked down because we're about to get into it and see what's good. Quality, 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 quality goods. Quality, 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 quality quality goods. What's going on, good people? Chris Beattie, here again, Quality Goods Podcast, joined by my co-host, as always. Anson Jay. what's good? And tonight, we have a very good friend of mine, and... Also, former collaborator, and hopefully future collaborator as well, Lisa Bortman.
1: What's up, guys?
0: Now, Lisa has been snapping photos both personally and professionally for a very long time. Um, How how long have you been doing this professionally now?
1: Ten years now.
0: Wow. That's definitely that, uh, (laughs) what do they say is the mastery level? 10,000 hours? Yeah, (laughs) seven years, something
2: like that. Seven
0: years?
1: Feels like it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we collaborated, actually, early on in your career. Um, I think the first time was when I was trying to get into music management, and I had an artist that uh, I set That's you up right. with. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Even though I was dictating all these moves from afar, it was still a really fun collaborative process.
1: It was. Yeah. It, was. it was. That was new for me, too, because I had never really photographed a musician before. Mm-hmm. So that was actually one of the first times for me. It was the first, but
0: you know, it's funny because that actually has resurfaced in my life recently. Um, I got an email from a radio station in Florida <laughs> All right. who, like, still is keeping track of uh, you know his Facebook uh, music page, which is I haven't touched in years. <laughs> yeah, but they have been emailing me for the past like two years and been like hey we want to get this artist in the rotation like we really love your music and i was like wow
1: that's great wow that's crazy yeah i have heard that facebook has transitioned into solely a platform for musicians and it's uh, where that? you follow profiles for artists really? mm-hmm. I, yeah this is what i've been hearing
2: yeah, I mean I, I can see that cuz you see people who oh my friends interested in this event and all that so they definitely make it easy to find some new artists. That's yeah, true.
0: You know, I I haven't browsed music pages in a long time. I, yeah, it's Me I don't even use Facebook that much anymore, let's just be yeah, honest true. here.
1: Oh my god! I also think I was just thinking of MySpace. I was just about Facebook. to say, like, and yeah, that's probably the I'm not talking music. About Facebook, was <laughs> I'm talking about MySpace? <laughs>
2: well, Damn! I, yeah, you're right about that too, though. I
1: haven't I, been on either in uh, far too long, <laughs> clearly.
2: I thought I used so to think, think MySpace was though, actually come find me. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: way. I, say, I, I used to think MySpace was actually a pretty cool music for or er, platform for music. Yeah. yeah, just the way that it was set up. Facebook, well, yeah, just like they they just changed too much and. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely videos. I'll, I'll watch a lot of videos on Facebook. Just from like, all right, I got two minutes of my time to give it a go right. when I'm scrolling through the, through the uh, you know timeline and all that. But, but I like MySpace. You boom, you pop up on some <laughs> page, you see what song they, they want to be associated with. Yeah. You know, it's always fun.
1: Yeah, I like yeah. that feature.
2: So we just went
0: down a little rabbit hole of <laughs> Facebook and MySpace. A Little reminiscent. But I guess we can kind of tie that back and say like, is Facebook a platform? for photography i know that when i first got on facebook i used to post photos all the time you know i just wanted to share everything it was just kind of space to throw you know upload everything that you took and just kind of share like freely what how like what do you think about well, Facebook as a photo sharing platform.
1: As a personal experience, I really don't use it much. It's mm. it's a personal thing for me. It's where friends will invite me to their birthday parties and things that are coming up. However, the number one reason I do go on still is because a photo community group is very proactive oh. on it. Mm. And it's San Francisco Image Makers. It's huge and it's growing still rapidly. Wow. And that's where people will post, hey, you know, I have a job, I need an assistant, or hey, this is an article I just read. Are these things true? Is this something we need to be aware of? And it's kind of sharing and circulating news. People are selling equipment. So it's just a, a big community basis thing for me. So I think that Facebook, to some degree, in, in the community-driven space, is mm-hmm. definitely still very valuable. As far as sharing your, your work... There's a lot of copyright issues that photographers yeah, yeah. have to battle and and you have to decide for yourself how much is it worth putting out there and what's the following really giving mm. you I think it's it's more so great for an keeping up with keeping up with keeping your up network with the people yeah in the community at least that's my personal opinion but not mm-hmm. for
0: like a portfolio. No, but I mean, like we that. do have
1: to consider, and this goes with any platform, including Instagram is as photographers, how are our clients using the platform? So mm. what do we need to provide for our clients mm. in order to use Facebook appropriately? And if we're thinking commercially, it's, mm. you know, people like old Navy and companies. On Facebook, and Yeah. On everything. And they're mm. doing ads. They're doing campaigns still using that, those platforms, including Instagram. So
0: yeah, Instagram definitely a game changer in the photography world. and yes. uh, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get it. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's another yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I actually wanted to kind of explore your backstory as a photographer, and you know, I know we touched on your early career, collaborating mm-hmm. with me and stuff like that. Even with my my clothing company, Lighthead Threads, you were mm-hmm. you know, I, I hired you as a professional and. I had a lot of fun on that shoot. Me too. It made it you know, really changed the aesthetic of my website and made it look, you know, pro. It, it looks great. Good. And I had a Glad great time doing it.
1: Good. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said I'm 10 years in. I started honestly right out of high school. I don't know how it it just it just happened. I was I took 2 years in high school and I mm-hmm. loved it. I was constantly doing photo shoots outside of school just for the fun of it with friends eventually transitioned to taking family photos for family and family mm-hmm. friends and then they would refer me to their clients and actually there was one cousin in particular who is a hairstylist and she would just throw my name out to all of her clients oh, nice. and so nice. I was getting weddings eventually I was getting all different kinds of jobs and This is
0: all paying work and this yeah. was all
1: paying work nice. yeah this <laughs> was all paying with small pay it was yeah, you, you, gotta know, pay your dues, back, you know if I look back yeah you gotta pay the dues and it's I look back now, and if I'm talking to a younger um, photographer, I'm constantly pushing them to Just, to reach the next level quicker because mm. staying too long in that low price could be, you know, detrimental actually yeah, to a certain degree. Absolutely. So not only to yourself, but to the the standards of the industry. So yeah. I think that. Um, but I really was helpful to have a, a strong support system at the start of my career. One of the big things I was focusing on in the beginning was and I hate to use the word boudoir, but it was boudoir. A lot of girls were in their late (laughs) teens, early 20s, had new boyfriends and called me to take sexy photos. (laughs) And I was loving it. It was like fashion and sassy and sexy. And I, I thought it was so cool. And over time, I found myself having this like internal ping, like something just didn't feel right being mm. like sexy for somebody else. Like it just bothered me. That was too posy and it was just mm. not the right, there was something wrong with it. And I eventually figured out the way that it would work for me was to create the energy about like body language and feeling mm. in, in, in genuinely feeling beautiful and sexy mm. for yourself and then using that as the gift of sharing that with your loved one so they could see that side of you because I do think it's an important way of communicating with body language and love and, and feeling confident in yourself.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's an overlooked skill that uh, people don't realize when they think of a photographer. They only think about you know, pressing the the shutter button. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it is it still called a shutter button? In the <laughs> you didn't tell age. It a shutter <laughs> button. <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah. so irrelevant these <laughs> <age>. days. <Sure. laughs> but you know, they they just think about pressing a button. But being a photographer is so much more. It's directing what's being captured on the frame, yeah. and mm-hmm. you really have to know like how it's going to translate into a photo and how it's going to evoke emotion.
1: Exactly, and I think that you know, everyone discovers that for themselves and it really depends on what you're shooting too. It, it translates mm-hmm. and it's continuously changing. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, it's evolving as your art form grows and you find your niche. And that was something people told me all the time. I went to the Academy of art right out of high school. Well, not right out. I took two years that community until I figured mm-hmm. out for sure I wanted to invest was, in yeah, such yeah, a huge sure. commitment of college, <clears throat> yeah. college debt. But I was told a lot, you know, find your niche. And I thought it was fashion because I thought that boudoir would translate to fashion. Mm. And um, over time, I realized the health and wellness industry and the the body awareness, all of that kind of took me into a, more of the fitness-based and yoga work that I do. But finding your niche, I never really knew what that meant. Everyone always said that. And I thought, okay, I have to categorize myself as portraiture yeah. or wedding or whatever it was but i realize your niche is really just who you are as an individual person and how that translates in your art form
0: yeah you know cuz i think that's how you're going to create the best energy in a photograph you know like if it's something that you're passionate about yeah. you know you're going to like bring that
2: energy to the shoot yeah, yeah.
1: hopefully it has to resonate it has to feel real yeah.
2: Like, I think it's, that's the challenge too. Instead of like, let's do a sexy shoot. It's like, let's find the sexy in what you are, you know? Yeah. Like just finding, yeah. Like having it, the things that you're about, like, yeah, you don't have to throw someone. It's like, there's something about you that, that, you know, you can pull from someone, you know, like their smile or their eye, whatever it is, how they dress that yeah, you don't have to force. It doesn't have to look a certain way. You can, yeah. Anything, yeah. I agree. So back to paying your dues, <laughs> you know,
0: you mentioned wedding photography and mm-hmm. I just, I feel like that's something that, Every person who decides to truly like try out yeah. photography as a profession is going to encounter in their early days. Would you would you say that that's a common experience amongst your peers?
1: I would say knowing knowing my peers, for some, yes, for sure most of them yes <laughs> <laughs> mm. i think the the length and duration of how long that lasted for them changes between, from one to another <laughs> yeah. but but it's true actually a lot of them did do weddings for a period of time i think it was uh, one all about who you know i mean with everything yeah. it's who you know in the beginning when you're offering a service like photography and the people you know are you know real people like us who are going through life changes mm-hmm. it's senior portraits it's family photos it's weddings that they're going to call on you and be like hey you do photography will you do this and will <laughs> yeah, you do that's for, true. for free and that's like yeah like
2: when you're, your first interaction usually that's what people think of but like any professional business or ad that there's a photo that was taken by somebody, but you always lean on those particular things that affect you. Like you said, a family photo or yeah. a wedding, you know, that's the first. And you but call
1: you, on the people, you know, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a trust factor and a, mm-hmm. especially with weddings. It's, yeah. For something so you, personal. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I think a lot of people do start there because one, that's a, a great example of a way that you learn such a, a wide range of skill sets between managing, The technology side, working at a fast pace. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of pressure with a wedding. There's, you know, there's only one first kiss. There's all these things that are happening. (laughs) You you got to capture that moment. You got to be in it. And so there's that they're dealing with pressure. There's the dealing with technology, or you know, if something doesn't work, how do you (laughs) fix it in a hurry? All these things, and then um, building your equipment you know, For being sure. able yeah. to, to build the Yeah. Library. And it's like in
2: like stay in the shadows of the wedding too, you right? To. Like you're not, yeah, you <laughs> can't sure. be in the way, you know, yeah. like.
1: Yeah. And learning how to maneuver in, in the client relations, you mm-hmm. know, being able to work directly with clients and learning communication and then working around guests. I mean, there's a lot of skill sets you learn that I think later expand your expertise into deciding, okay, I've learned these things. How can I apply it to this, mm-hmm. which I want to do or it's, one, it's like a stepping stone and some people yeah. that is their passion and they stick with wedding photography and they will thrive and create a whole career out of weddings, bridal, anything, families, newborn. I mean, it's a, it's a huge industry. Oh yeah. Huge. Wedding industry. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't not that, not to say that it wasn't for me. I, I thoroughly enjoy weddings. I just, you
0: graduated to the next level. Yeah, That's what okay. I it That's okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I, t- I transitioned. I transitioned yeah. into a different different phase.
0: So, when you're developing your career as a budding photographer, like how do you decide like what your worth is, like what your rate is, like mm-hmm. how how do you shape that and like you know figure out how to charge more as you you know grow as a photographer.
1: That's a really good question. And it's actually something that our community is talking a lot about right now. Mm. It's hard. You know, I have to say that I felt very lucky to have a mentor that was constantly checking in on me and, and very available and very willing to share kind of the inside scoop on what does it look like? what does the value really look like? It looks like, business insurance it looks like equipment costs rental fees mm-hmm. travel costs mm-hmm. like i had somebody honestly he was my high school photo teacher and he stuck with me as i made my way through college and i would call on him i would assist him and he was probably one of the his name steve Babblejack. he's a star he's gold what's i up, love that steve? guy what's yeah, up shout steve? out steve shout out steve <laughs> always um, but he was just a, a wonderful guide for me and he, you know, and he would piss me off sometimes cause he would, I would <laughs> yeah. be super excited about a project and I'd be <laughs> in like my, you know, limelight of it all. And he'd be like, okay, let's get down to the reality of it. And I realized, oh shit, this isn't all just fun and games like this. If I want to take it seriously, there's all these things I need to think about. So, uh, when it comes to thinking about value, I really learned pretty quickly actually, and I'm still trying to tighten kind of tighten that up but learned what my value is based on what are my costs to run yeah. a business what is actually involved and what is a fair profit that I should make based on my experiences 10 years of being able sure. to direct who I'm working with communicate mm-hmm. prior to the production post production being able to edit and i photoshop and lightroom are what i use and those are both strong skill sets for me where i was even teaching them for a period of time Mm. and i think that i i had to learn my value the hard way and i'm still learning it because i do love what i do so it's really hard when a client comes to me they're on a budget and i love the idea of their project and i really want to work with them but at the same time I also am realizing more and more, and it has been ever since I joined the APA, which is the American Photographic Artists Association, ever since I joined that, I feel like I'm realizing that the more I compromise my value, it's not only hurting me and my business, but it's also hurting the industry as a whole. And that's something I've become really passionate about. And I'm trying to still figure out how can we raise our standards and sustain this industry and help it grow and so that's what the apa does and that's why i got involved with them is because i felt like it, i was reaching a point after the 10 years of realizing what our value is as photographers especially nowadays with mm-hmm. everybody needing visual work to promote especially yeah, the content true. that's true. no matter what yeah. the business is they need, they need
2: pictures of what they're doing that's everyone true.
1: needs it and so so yeah value is a it's a hard topic pricing is a hard topic <laughs> But it's, there's a lot of real, I mean, it's business. It's real yeah. facts. It's not numbers you're pulling because they sound great. Back in the day, in the beginning, I was like, okay, yeah, this sounds like, I, you know, $300. I could yeah. buy my groceries and pay my gas. And that sounds like that makes sense. But now I'm like, oh, there's all these things yeah. That, yeah. that come into play with running a business, let alone running a photo shoot. So
2: Yeah.
1: it's interesting.
2: On a little more uh, cynical side of that, like is <laughs> everywhere, like you try to charge so much because you don't want to do the project and they're like, yeah, you know that's a good price. Like, and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna have to do this now. Like, I yes, thought, no, nice, <laughs> totally. It,
1: co- it has totally <clears throat> happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it has totally. Yeah, happened. I mean exactly because because it's the, it's not only like I see your vision, but you're like, man, the time that it's gonna take because you know what it's gonna go into. You're like, oh, yeah. let me make it where they're gonna go with someone else. You're like, no, that's cool. Huh? But, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and it's funny because a lot of it when it comes down to that is is the job itself a right fit for me. And I Mm -hmm. have gotten comfortable finally, I've gotten comfortable saying no to projects when Mm. they don't align with what I believe in or with what I feel I'm capable of doing or whatever it is. I'm finally at a point where I can pass along a job and say, hey, I actually know somebody who would be better for that.
0: And you know, that's gonna come back to you as well. You know, when you're giving out referrals, there's gonna be somebody that's thinking of you. And if they come across Mm -hmm. a similar situation they might yeah. refer a gig to you. So, yeah, you know. and it
1: has happened, and I think that's where I learned it. Is I've had people pass it along to me, and it, I just realize it's it's a giving community when it you know when it goes in circles yeah, and everyone gives for sure.
0: Oh, there was somewhere I was gonna go with that. <clears throat> So I know that you uh, do a lot of like portrait photography and like like some action stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um do, do you ever photograph like landscapes or any or, like product?
1: You know it's interesting. I especially do when I travel. I travel a lot and I love wandering with my camera alone, mm-hmm. listening to music and taking pictures of the places I see mm-hmm. and architecture and and people, of course, I uh, don't really do it for work. I don't sell that work. Mm. I imagine one day I'd love to create the collection that could be, you know, enlarged in print and maybe sold for home decor or whatever it is. But as far as now, that's just personal <laughs> experience moments. But uh, as far as product shots, I have done that in the past. I've definitely done some laydown shots. I've done some food photography, um, still life stuff. But People is my thing. I'm a people person. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's tough. Like, you were talking about just writing something about... Um you know, a person's story or whatever is one thing, but people, you you have to be able to capture all that in just that one photo. Like you get one mm-hmm. shot at it sometimes, you know, I mean, yeah. with how many pictures you have to take to get it is a whole nother, you know, True. aspect of it. But has things changed? I mean, so 10 years, you know, that's like pretty much right before like social media became such a crazy thing. Like how different has it been like when you first started to now where people are so much more cognizant of what they want, do they always have like that picture in their head of where they wanted or, you know, where they let you be more in charge because you know, you're the probe.
1: That is interesting. If I think back to the beginning, people didn't use Pinterest really. They had yeah. StumbleUpon, mm-hmm. which was a whole thing of inspiration <laughs> open, of its yeah. own. R.I.P. R.I.P., <laughs> but, but they didn't really use Pinterest much in the beginning. So I wasn't getting, I would get maybe screenshots from Google and you know That's people would funny. still yeah. research. Yeah. And it was mostly researching magazine covers mm. and editorials and that kind of stuff. But now it's true, people have to some degree, more of a vision of what they want because they're researching and they know what they like, they see it. Mm-hmm. And so they want to kind of emulate it. But I do think they're, they're even still has, they're taking a turn where vision boards are being created in a way where people now know you can't you can't emulate that exact same thing. Like There was a phase where I think when Pinterest and Instagram became so popular, people wanted that exact same look. (laughs) And now I think that we're over that and we want to stand out and be different. So it's like, okay, we want to pull the inspiration from this image and that style and that Mm -hmm. hairstyle and this wardrobe and and, and mesh that all together to our own vision. And make it look like its own thing at the same time. So the vision boards are real for sure. Mm. But they have changed quite a bit since social media and Pinterest and all that's been coming around.
2: And I think yeah, that's just so much more attached. Like a photo of somebody is for everything now. Like even your Uber driver, you know what I oh, mean. You yeah. you have a picture of that person, so it's super important compared to before. You just had a business card was all you needed, and now you see even more business cards with people's photos on it for whatever you know particular um, yeah. profession they're in or whatever. So
1: well, right now we're at a time where because most people are self-employed or they're, you know, creating their own mm-hmm. brands, whatever it is, even as an Uber driver or a real mm-hmm. estate agent, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you have to figure out how do you express who you are and what you have to offer in a way that's going to catch somebody's attention so that they're going to want to buy whatever it is mm-hmm. you're selling. Yeah. And so that's where port, that's why portraiture has been such a consistent income for me and mm-hmm. in, in a consistent practice and what I thrive in because I one love getting in conversation like this with people to figure yeah. out, like, what are you passionate about? What makes you, you, and how do we express that in a way that not only visually, but paired with the right story and, mm-hmm. and context. And how do we express that in a way that is going to attract the people you want to attract?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I think that's translated a lot to the online experience for pretty much any company or, or website, you know, that you visit nowadays, like, the visuals are very photo-driven, not like Mm graphic-driven. I mean, it's like a combination of the two, but Mm -hmm. having really high-resolution, very thought-provoking photos are what is being used to draw users now. It's not just like clever graphics and Mm -hmm. animations. Mm -hmm. It's photos.
1: Mm -hmm. And, And like you said, it's the high quality in the way of professionalism. But then if we look at social media content, there is an interesting thing happening where, and it's the algorithm too, that's just messes things up. If Mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you take a photo with your phone, I believe the algorithm sees that or knows that it's different. Yeah. 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 So there's, so there's some weird things with that. So I know a lot of people are, are also getting back into iPhone photography and the lesser.
0: Mm, That is a whole thing. Yeah. iPhoneography. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: a thing. I mean, it, and it always has been, but I think now there it's starting to kick back up, kick back up again about, how can you get creative with just this and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and online editing just on the apps? And, well, no, mm-hmm.
0: iPhone cameras are yeah. super powerful. That's what I was
2: going to say. The, the camera wow. you bought 10 years yeah. ago is built into the phones now, yeah. better than that it was. Yeah, yeah so. it's
1: crazy. It's great, you know? Yeah. It's really great. Sometimes it drives me nuts. Sometimes I love it. I go yeah. back
2: and forth. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because it's not going away, you know? But then yeah. it's like the challenge for you is how to incorporate that. But like, yeah. then it's like, you're cheapening yourself to do those things when you know a, a more skilled way to of doing it, you know?
1: Exactly. Well, I, I'll tell you this. So last year I traveled out of the country a few times and I did this kind of like personal test of myself of saying, okay, this first trip I went on, I was fairly on my phone as far as pho- photography goes. Mm-hmm. I was fairly active and taking pictures and and everything the second trip I went on I disconnected which Mm. is what I normally like to do I don't want to be on my phone I want to be present and involved with whatever is right in front of me so I take just my camera and I'm not connected to any cellular service Mm. and then the third trip I went on complete opposite I was very connected at the end of every day I would just post on stories Mm. any photo I took that day I'd play with the edit a little bit before bed and, and it and you know. It was cool. What I noticed was for the last trips, the comparison was so interesting to me. The trip where I was so disconnected, I had a more fulfilling experience. I enjoyed so thoroughly every moment of that trip. And the second trip I did as well, but I wasn't as present. I was not as aware. Mm. However, when I returned from the second trip, I had work waiting for me. I was booked. Oh, wow. I had people, mm. people were contacting me. They knew mm. I was around. They knew I was back. They knew what I was up to. They want wanted to be a part of whatever I was doing next. Whereas the other trip, when I was disconnected, mm. when I came back, it was like crickets. And I had to be like, hey, <laughs> wow. you guys, I'm still around. I'm <laughs> yeah. here. I'm back. And I had to pump myself up again and, and yeah. get in the hustle. And so that was an interesting test to me to mm, say, yeah. okay, do it's- I... Do I put down my my camera and get on the iPhone and mm-hmm. do this game of travel photography and Insta story and all this stuff, staying connected, you know, less of an experience for myself, yeah. but my career, you know, mm-hmm. kind of takes you the know, leap. I
0: think it's trying to find a balance between the two, yeah. you know, like you can see, obviously see the benefits yeah. of posting your work and and, you know, going to a lot of cool places that also helps. But you know it's it's you definitely need something for yourself as yeah. well. Yeah. If you give it all away, then yeah. what do you have left? Yeah.
1: Agree. I like that.
2: Did yes. you notice a difference in maybe the subject matter or the like perspective of the pictures that you did when you knew in your head you were going to try to post that night compared to like I'm keeping this for myself and I don't know when people are going to see, you know, was there any?
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I actually post the ones I don't like the most.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Uh
1: I do. I (laughs) I have this kind of weird thing where my travel (laughs) photography photos, I save them. They're mine. I don't know what it is, but I, they're just, they're in an archive and I think one day I'll do a huge gallery party to celebrate something and that's where I'll release like,
2: (laughs) Yeah, but like you said, keep something for yourself. Yeah, like your sanity to, yeah, to keep you like wanting to do it, you know, knowing that like, like this is uh, who knows what the, what it's gonna become later, you know. Yeah. But I'm just like a part of your life that yeah, you're like yeah, you can hold on to, and not even share. Maybe people are like oh, they don't even know I'm into taking pictures of this stuff because yeah. yeah, they haven't they've never seen them. Well, so. it's the same
1: thing where it's like if you look at my in my library on my phone, I have so many photos. I yeah. take photos all day long. <laughs> I've already taken ten while I've been in here yeah. plus some video. <laughs> like there's a lot, but I'm super selective as mm-hmm. far as what I share. So it's interesting because it, I. I find that some people will be like, "Oh, did you not have a good time?" Or I didn't see you posting much, and I'm like, "Oh, there, there's a that's bunch. So I got yeah. so much imagery, yeah. and I was so inspired. It was so great." But I just, why? I, I didn't need to share that. That was yeah. a personal moment, and it was really great. And that was yeah, that. And that's
2: okay. Yeah. yeah. People forget. Like, no, I'm I'm smiling. You didn't see the smile today on my photo yeah. on my <laughs> my timeline, but I was smiling and laughing. I just didn't share that with you today. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's interesting.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because. When I go on vacation and stuff, mm-hmm. I tend not to pull out the camera a lot because yeah. I, I just like to be there. Yeah. And even though there's you know a, a million cool photo opportunities, sometimes I just like to keep those moments to myself. Yeah. You know. There's yeah,
1: something to
2: it. For sure. I mean, the, the only reason why I'm glad like it became a thing is because I didn't take many pictures and like at least I have these memories and I have a terrible memory, so I'm like, oh yeah, I remember <laughs> where it was during yeah. this part, but. But yeah, like I'm such a random person of the things I like to take pictures of, like street signs and just like <laughs> the people not paying attention, you know, like, Love it. but yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter if I share it or not. But yeah, like it is true. You 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 miss that thing when you're in that frame compared to just walking the street and just yeah. scanning the the people in that community or whatever, like city you've never been in before. So.
1: And I do really cherish when people take photos of me and mm-hmm. I, and it's not an ego thing. It's just like you said, like the memory of something. Mm-hmm. So I take so many photos and, and the memory of those moments is really strong. The memory of me in the moments is a little bit mm. weird for me. Like I I don't remember what I look like. Like it's just <laughs> weird. Sure. And, and now that I, I can see that I'm aging and there's change happening in mm-hmm. my body and like I'm becoming a different version of myself and I look back to the photos I took when I was 20 and I took way too many all the time. I'm like, that's not that's not me anymore. So now when I get a photo of myself, it's like this weird moment of like, that's who I am at that age in that moment. And Mm. I cherish that photo because I really don't get that very often. And I use that actually in a lot of the way that when I work with clients is Mm. reminding them that this moment I'm photographing and you in this moment is something that is documenting your history and who you are as a person, which I just, I really think is a really cool experience and a really reflective one.
2: For sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it must be different spending so much time behind the camera like, being the subject of the photo, mm-hmm. like, gives you a different feeling, you know,
1: mm-hmm. than,
2: than just looking through a window. It is. Is it hard to turn off even, like, setting the perfect lighting and just taking that picture with the phone sometimes? Oh, you know, because you know yeah. that it could look better if you just took more time. But you're like, but that's not the point of this it's picture, like, you know? Wait, yeah. Just
0: stand over there, mm-hmm. stand on that chair, yeah. and then move this light, move yeah. this plant For over sure. my shoulder.
1: Anyone who knows me uh, knows that I take too many pictures until they're right. Like, I, I'll i take one, I'll be like, okay, no, move the light, move the mm-hmm. light. Okay, angle your shoulders this way. Like, mm-hmm. I just, but I don't, but I also really, really love the raw moments. Like, yeah. there's a difference between the moments that are directed and the moments that are raw captures. I, I value them both.
2: Mm-hmm. Before getting into where this, like, you made that leap to this being your profession, um, mm-hmm. you know, you said you did photography in school too. Like, did you always, even like younger, like, have that? where you, you saw something like in a photogenic way, you know, or, or did it become that like, were there other creative avenues first that led you to that or was it always like something on your mind?
1: Yeah. You know, and it was always photography. Mm-hmm. It, it started, I thought about this before I came today cause I had a feeling you might pick back this far. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I, I've i heard some of you guys podcast. <laughs> I, um, I think that when I was younger, Polaroids and, and, uh, throwaway cameras, I took those everywhere with me. I took them yeah, to every school yeah. dance. I took them on True every that. summer camp trip, everything. Mm-hmm. And and I recently came across those again. I realized like, oh my yeah, God, that's where I they're started. There's yeah. like, a strong
0: market for those. Yeah, it's yeah, coming oh, back yeah, for sure. Coming, of course. Yeah.
1: So I think that for me, like visually taking pictures, not seeing them right away. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say. Mm-hmm. The throwaway cameras, going to get them developed, weeks later, looking back. It's that, like Christmas. like yes, that <laughs> yeah, feeling for sure. of looking back at moments and realizing how awesome those moments yeah. were and how fun or funny or ridiculous or whatever it is, like reliving the moment, it almost like I was, it was better than the moment itself. Yeah, and I think sure. that is a huge kind of theme mm. in general with the way even now we, we process imagery mm. in our, in our minds and our memories is when we look at an image and we think about how it was experienced, they're two different experiences and my memory holds things from my childhood that I don't even think I remembered. I just remember seeing the video or image of it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. It's it's weird. So I think for me, my creativity with documenting moments has always been in Hmm. me. Um, and just energy, just being goofy, doing things, experiencing <laughs> weird stuff, and, and kind of living on the yeah. edge. When I was young, I, I took some weird risks. So yeah. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> even to <it> be <being> disposable, <laughs> like you don't have <laughs> that instant thing that says, that was terrible, to do it again. Yeah. You just have to go with it and be like, no, like whatever it was, it's going to be what it is. You
1: yeah,
0: know? You know? It's something young people... Are never really yeah, gonna have the experience out, with is sure. like taking a roll of film mm-hmm. to somewhere to have it developed yeah. and not being able to see those photos for at least a few days. Yeah.
2: yes, you know for sure. It, yeah, it's it's like it makes you go insane. I'm sure for like the <laughs> ones that are all about the likes. Like as soon as you put the picture on, they're like trying to see who many how many people have seen <laughs> yeah. it rather than like you, you can't even see this for a month. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You can't even see this picture we just enjoyed together taking it for a month. You know and a finger might've been uh, covering it and like we we didn't even get the image, but that's the story for that too though. You know, like, yeah.
1: Yes. There was actually a really big period of time. I would say five years ago, maybe four, I don't know when Instagram was a thing, really popular and immediate posting. Like it was Mm -hmm. this, I mean, and it still is a thing now, but I think people have learned. I think in the (laughs) beginning it was this obsession. And I remember we'd be out getting drinks and we'd take a group photo. And for me, I think that, that, the process of having to upload photos, take them through Lightroom or Photoshop, edit them and then export them. I've, I already have that built in patience of like, I'll look yeah. at this later. And I also don't know the value of looking at it later, but I know that I would, I would look around a bar and people would be taking pictures and then they'd all be immediately <laughs> on their phones. Yeah. And I, that, I mean, still to this day you see it, but it's oh, just yeah. like that, that was real bad for a while. And yeah. I think it's improved. I think people now know that the, the moment itself is one thing, and then later looking back is a whole other thing, and yeah. and they should be enjoyed separately.
2: Yeah, even now, I'm at the point. It's like, all right, just tag me in it so I can get it later for my own <laughs> stuff. Like, I'll let you post it quick if you want, but I'm gonna get back to it. But yeah, just share it with me or something so yeah. I have it for yeah, it's my that time. That
0: endorphin rush, you know, the yeah. instant gratification, those likes. Like everybody mm-hmm. is just craving likes, yeah. and you know they just stop living in the moment.
1: Oh yeah, I'm g- I'm totally that person too. I don't yeah. know what it is. It's a funny thing, and I. I have a really good friend who she's awesome. She lives in New York. Her name's Alex Wolf. She's a creator and a writer, and she talks about this a lot right now: this technology era, mm. and especially with Instagram, and just this need to to see the likes, and and it's just funny. It's a it's a funny thing. Yeah.
0: And what does it equate to at the end of the day, really? Well, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. It can equate to money. <laughs> yeah. okay. Let's yeah. not ignore the That's fact true. that if you have followers yeah. and tons of likes, that it, it can but lead. Then, yeah. to but income. then there's also
2: that pressure of, like, oh man, they expect this from you. Or, like you said, mm. like people forget about you because you were having a personal trip for yourself, you know? Yeah. And yeah, then, then you're obsessed with that. Like, oh, I, I got to keep my name out there for whatever reason, you know? Even if it's just a. You know
1: it's like a party and this is a, mm-hmm. i think Alex might have been the one to talk to me about this mm-hmm. first so i'm not going to take credit on this like analogy <laughs> but it, but i think it's so funny cuz it's so true it's like this party that we all want to show that we're he, we're a part mm-hmm. of we're all here yeah. and so it's like every time you kind of disappear for a few days it's like <laughs> oh my god i need to i need to show up i need mm-hmm. to like let people know i'm still around i'm still here i'm still cool mm-hmm. i'm still relevant it's yeah. a funny thing
2: and that's i mean that's the one thing i like about i think the them adding stories for I mean Instagram is like the biggest one right now so we keep kind of going back to that one but it is like now that you could do on the story I feel okay with it because it goes away you know like yeah. you know it, it makes it like all right it's a little less pressure because yes. I'm in the moment and it's like it doesn't have to be as perfect and I think people are getting back to that too where not everything has to be super set up it could just be a cool photo even if the lighting's wrong or whatever it is you know or one yeah. person's kind of cropped out wrong or something
1: but yeah it's true
2: well, there's something to be said about like a candid photo
0: rather than a stage photo. Yeah. You know, it's a, a real moment that you're seeing, and mm-hmm. people resonate with that when they see it online. They're like, "Oh, look, they're just doing stuff like I would do," you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Or getting ideas on like just where people are at, what people are doing, what yeah. things are around in the community. I love mm-hmm. seeing where people are going out to listen to live music. I'm, Absolutely, especially a place yeah. I've never been. I'm excited to go check that place out. Mm-hmm.
2: So and, and, yeah, these businesses are smart, too. They have a photo op spot of their restaurant or their club oh, or yeah, their yes. bar now that you take. So everyone oh, yeah. knows it's, it's important, key. you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, yeah. You know, that, that kind of leads me to an interesting
0: topic. Um, I think that there's that one social media site that you could say that I tend to browse the, the photo section a lot of, and that is Yelp.
1: Hmm. Really?
0: Yeah. Like, okay. I, when I browse Yelp... I don't really take into consideration what people are saying, or the. I mean, I take the the stars a little bit just because that's kind of an indication that it's like a. Yeah, stars and how many reviews, but yeah, yeah, it's about. I will immediately go to the photo section of any Hmm. restaurant and look at the food because those pictures are telling the real story. Like you can see the quality, you mm-hmm. can see the presentation. True.
1: It's so true. You know,
2: sure, even the, if it's a shitty photo, like the food still looks dope. You know, it's <laughs> going to be good. Yeah. If they can still look good after that. Then yeah, you know, I'm going to check it out. It's know, true. I also see these
0: spots though, where I can like, where is a common theme in the photos where they're all like really like poorly staged, like mm. photos, and yeah. I'm just like, all right, so the people who are eating, like, people are taking photos of like a half eaten meal, like, yeah. consistently. I'm like, what yeah. is
1: going on it's here? It's like, well, maybe halfway through they realize this is hella good. <laughs> yeah, you know, like,
2: I, I yeah, it, I, I, it didn't look like it, it was gonna be worth a photo, but, but now it's, it. it's that's so funny. But it's kind of cool, like, then you know where they were in that space, they're so like, damn, like, it, it, it was better than you thought, you know, like, without them saying it, you do know that, though, you know.
1: But that's what's so interesting to me is there is so. Many uses for photography. Yeah, yeah. And, and and like we were saying, not all of them necessarily need to be high quality, mm-hmm. but the, it's that's necessary. Yes. It's yeah. our way of yes. communicating now, and mm-hmm. that is crazy to me because it's it's always been a way of communication, but mm-hmm. it it wasn't as popular before. I mean, it was yeah. back in the day. If you were a photographer, it was like a life of a rock star. You show up to set, you could be for as sure. sassy as demanding as you wanted. Yeah. Because you knew how to how to run equipment yeah. and and run a production, and mm-hmm. not many other people did. And mm-hmm. now it's a lot more saturated as a market. Yeah. You know, there's a lot like of oh, my, my
2: teenage cousin could do what you're doing. You know, that's yeah. what they think because they have a couple apps and a couple programs that yeah, yeah make you it buy look a like one what,
0: DSLR. And yeah, and exactly. Shoot, and. shoot on auto, and now mm-hmm. you're a pro. Yeah,
2: because mm-hmm. someone paid him fifty bucks to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, you know, it's still. It's, yeah, I got to get on your grind, but there's level, like, you know, I'm sure you know better than I do. There's levels to all that, so.
0: You know, that, that brings me to a, another interesting point that I wanted to dive into a bit is the, like, the tools of a mm-hmm. real photographer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many, you know, tools available, like, all these DSLRs, small body, like, lighting. Like, mm-hmm. But what, like, really separates you as a professional? Like, when, like, what do you need?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. I think that in general, as a professional right there, that term makes me say like, it really depends. It just, Mm. it really depends on what your profession is. What are you shooting Mm. and what do you need to shoot that? Well, is there like a
0: bare bones kit that can
1: good? Yes. I mean, I would say the cameras, the bare bones, Mm -hmm. you, if you had a camera and you can work with natural light, you could start a profession. I mean, I did, I yeah. hated additional lighting for the longest time. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't want to deal yeah, I didn't more, want to to around, I more to, to carry around more to more factors that, and I'm, and it's, I, I, again, like the, it's okay. I'm not going to get to the personal side of what I like sure. there. I'm going to answer your question <laughs> first, but, but the bare bones to, to be honest, it's the camera and it's the computer being able to take the pictures, being able to process them and deliver. Everything can be digital. If you're shooting film, that's a whole different story. I think though, t- if you wanted to start professionally, get a camera and get the cam- get the computer and start your workflow. And from there, as far as the tools you need to be professional, there are so many things outside the technology side that are gonna make that happen. Mm. Otherwise, the, the kit itself, I would say, in my personal opinion, those are the those are the ba- that's yeah. the baseline.
2: Uh, you kind of mentioned how uh, you know you you're definitely trying to be part of the next generation of photographers and all that. Uh, what is like the big biggest misconception that a young artist has when you first work with them, or like something that you hear the most? You're like, no, that's not how that works, or it's much more to it than you could have imagined. You know,
1: mm. I have to think on that one. That's a all good right. one. the biggest misconception is that it's going to be easy yeah is that it's going to just you're going to take you're going to take these photos and they're going to be beautiful and cool and fun and it's going to be done but there's so many other factors involved between processing the images how you process them is it for web for print Mm what is the usage, the actual success of your picture being used in a way that is respectable and not being altered in quality? Are people going to, you know, make their own adjustments? There's, Mm, I I think that the misconception is that the business of photography is just photography and it's not, Mm -hmm. there's so much more to, to this role that we play as photographers. It's, a really in-depth role, actually, I I would say. And the more of a crew you have, of course, the lighter the weight Mm -hmm. on your shoulders is gonna be. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I have a lot of photographers that are really, I kind of mentioned this to you earlier, and said that I have a lot of photographer friends that are really killing the game on Instagram. They're killing it. But they are struggling to make it a career. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is because I think that the misconception is that Instagram is a career is the career or Instagram yeah. is the final output yeah. of your work and it's not and I had to learn that really really fast because I I, I started again before Instagram yeah. so I had a workflow and then I tried focusing on Instagram I'm like oh this is actually the slowest way for me to make yeah. an income yeah so I, I started I'm starting to flip back around to, to what I knew before and, and to level up there but but I think the biggest misconception is that Instagram is the final output and it's not, if you're, if you're working with a client Mm -hmm. and they need photos for Instagram, it's not just Instagram, it's website, it's marketing campaigns, or at least it should be. If you want to actually grow beyond and you want to be making enough money to sustain a lifestyle, especially in the Bay Area, Instagram is not the number one always. I mean it can mm-hmm. be. There mm-hmm. are Instagram campaigns that people are investing. Yeah. Like if it, I guess it also really depends on who you're working with cuz there yeah. are huge marketing campaigns mm-hmm. happening right now. I mean, all of our Bay Area companies, they're in a studio every For day sure. of the week, yeah. weeks at a time. And they're doing large 10 grand, 50 grand productions. Mm.
0: And this is and primarily for
1: Instagram? Po- not oh. into, not only for, but part of. Yeah. So they're It's creating, budgeted in for yes, sure. Just it's budgeted for, in. Yeah. So, so nowadays, it's like, you know, you're shooting this whole production, and the usage is what we're discussing. The usage is what is decided for website, for ad prints, for Facebook, for Instagram, and you have to decide what are the dimensions you need. Is it a story or a post? Mm. Is it, you know, is it for a billboard or is it for a pamphlet that's going to be mailed out to hundreds Mm -hmm. of people? And so that's an interesting thing for me. I'm realizing more and more and more is that there's so many ways to use photography. So the
0: deliverables have changed considerably since you know, Instagram and stories too, you know, cause that's yeah. like a whole new mm-hmm. thing, like the dynamics, the kind of graphics that you could just throw like right on top of it mm-hmm. at the, you know, mm-hmm. the press of a button.
1: Well, and that's and that's kind of where I was saying is you have to be careful too. Cause when you, as a young artist, are so excited to take on a project and you take it and you hand over these images to a client who doesn't know what they're doing with Mm. these images. They could butcher your work and that's your name on that. You know, they could put an overlay over it or a filter over it. That's going to diminish the quality and who knows what else. And so, um, contracting and usage and Mm. stuff, this is all even just still new to me, but it's like so key. So, key. so
0: have you ever done a gig where, you know, you handed over some deliverables to a client and then they just kind of sullied your work like that?
1: I have. And I normally will reach out and just say, hey, you know, I saw what you did, you know, in the future. I'd really like it if you'd let me know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it depends on, you know, who the client is. If it's a personal client, I'm always like, let me know if you mm-hmm. need something edited. I'm happy to edit that for yeah, you. And for the sure. thing is, is I, I get that it's a cost. If there's an additional cost. Yeah. If I mm-hmm. have to go back into my computer, yeah. pull up that shot, spend another hour or two on it and send it back. I get that. But the quality makes both of us look so much mm-hmm. better, especially Absolutely. you, you know, and I think that's, that's a hard part is um, if you don't have a creative director and, and you're, yeah in your business yeah, you don't once really again, know you it's what you're like you doing. don't
2: think about it you think it's just i got to put this picture a certain place on this thing like that's not that's just one part of it yeah. um and then you know like definitely with browsing like your ig page and stuff like that And there's a link to your work but how many times do people just say like oh, I saw your Instagram. Like, can you do these other things? Like, did you even look at my profile? <laughs> like, my portfolio? Like, yeah, I can do all kinds of stuff. But like, do you get, because everyone just thinks like, oh, I can find a photographer on Instagram or on Facebook even. Like, how do you have, like, how much of that do you come across now than, you know, of course, when you first started doing it?
1: A lot. I mean, mm-hmm. photographers are notably the ones to be like, I'm in the middle of updating my website. This is our Mm -hmm. common (laughs) quote. (laughs) And it's because we're constantly creating new work. It's really hard to keep up with it if we don't have somebody doing it for us. So it it is, it's a funny thing because I'm almost okay with the fact that they find me on Instagram and Mm -hmm. that's how they see what's up to date because I do post most, most frequently there. Mm. But there is something when it comes to commercial work and to the next level of the industry where You're not. You might be discovered by Instagram or somehow someone finds your name or or Mm. whatever. But they are surely looking at your portfolio, Mm. your website, and and a lot of these jobs you need to have an agent. You need to have somebody who is getting your name out there Mm. for you. So it's an interesting thing. If people find me on Instagram, that's that's really cool. But there's usually a lot more discussion that needs to happen. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, I mean that's something I would never have thought about. Like the photographer needing an agent. You know, like oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I figured it was just like oh you get you do one gig for these people and it's like, you're just always on their mind, but it's like, no, like the other person they're working with is going to want to know about you too. So. Mm -hmm. So let's take this in a totally different direction.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is the strangest kind of like gig that you've had or, or request or (laughs) something that just thought like, you know, your expectations were one thing and they ended up going a totally different
1: direction. (laughs)
0: No, nothing comes to I'm mind. Try, nothing, <laughs> perti-
1: surprisingly, nothing particular comes to mind. Um,
0: I'd say that that probably means that you're, you know, the work that you're displaying yeah. is <laughs> very. I would of. say
1: it <laughs> means that there's probably been plenty of phone. Okay, I can say this. There's been plenty of phone conversations where I hop on a call after an inquiry and that's where I discover, okay, this is not what I'm expecting and we are not a good fit for yeah. one another. And I have to turn the corner because I I would say that if, if I show up on set and I'm sure, really surprised and I've done something wrong, uh, I shouldn't have uh, shown up that day or I should have had a much more of an in-depth conversation with my client because... Most of that is discussed prior. Yeah. But but I, I would say I mean there are some there are some funny requests and I did production for a while for other photographers. I was producing
2: hmm. for
1: their portfolio work and so I had one photographer who really wanted goats, baby goats <laughs> okay. on a set. So this isn't even my own photo shoot, but this is what I was producing for a, a photographer friend and and he was so adamant that we were gonna get baby goats and I had called <laughs> all these companies. I literally was up until midnight one night and i was texting him none of these people are willing to do this yeah. we're not going to do it and you know he just he just literally texted me you'll figure it out. <laughs> I kind of like you'll find out was last like, you minute. asshole. Fine. Yeah. I'm, all right. I guess I got to find some baby. And I did. I found baby goats. That's crazy. He came through. Came he knew. Through. He was yeah, right. He, he was, was like, you was, made it happen. We had to pay for it, but, but we made it happen. i kind
0: of wonder why does that responsibility fall on the production team to secure the, uh, the flock of goats? That's
1: what a production, that's what a producer does. That's what production management Produce is. these we, goats, man. Yeah. We bring the crew together, yeah. including the goats.
0: Is this goat yoga? Oh, yeah. is, this, <laughs> is that
1: a thing? You oh, never, heard, thing. you haven't heard of goat yoga?
0: Yeah, oh, like little geez. baby goat that just sit on it? you while
2: you're, yeah. yeah you're, you're, you're in the now,
0: yoga yeah. market and you haven't uh-huh. heard of goat yoga. Uh-huh.
2: Oh, oh no. man, kind of touch back real quick. But yeah. the one thing I thought about when you're like the weirdest request is like that meme where the dude's like, oh, "Are you okay with nudity?" But yeah. it's the photographer <laughs> that's nude. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought about at that moment. <laughs> but, but yeah, baby goats and yoga. Um, but I just kind of something I wanted to talk about. We talked a little bit off air, and you mentioned like. Um, A switch in, like, the wellness and, like, you've Mm -hmm. been been vegan for, you know, most of your career that would be in photography. So, was there something in your career that led you that way? Or has also, on the other side, like, your change in lifestyle affected the work you do or, like, the style you shoot or anything like that? Oh,
1: I'm so glad you brought this up because they so go hand in Mm -hmm. hand. And it's really hard because I now teach yoga and I'm always fearful that I confuse people with what my career path is (laughs) because I do post about yoga stuff and I Mm. post about photography stuff and I don't want people to think that I'm not fully engaged with my photo career because I'm now involved with yoga. But Mm. I have to say I was probably three years into my business and I was very unhealthy. I mm. would stay up all night editing photos, watching mm. TV yeah, crazy in the background and just, mm-hmm. yeah, I would grind and what, and literally I'd have like noise on all the time, screens on all the time. And I just felt like I, I was lacking like a sense of, of air and clarity. And so mm. I was just unhealthy in that sense. I was constantly grinding very little sleep. I started getting active just to get moving when I wasn't at my computer. And somebody recommended yoga, and it it was weird because I don't I didn't know many people who have done yoga. Like no one in my mm-hmm. family had really done it before. But something in it just I knew I would like it. Yeah. I just knew it. And mm-hmm. so it took me a year to actually get to a yoga class because I wasn't willing to invest money in myself. I wasn't mm-hmm. willing to did you, buy did yoga.
0: Somebody introduce you to a class yes. or okay. did you just seek it out well, on your own?
1: I had an aunt who I have an aunt who was very active in a, in a yoga community. And she invited me to become a front desk person in trade for yoga classes. Hmm. So I was able to do free yoga because I worked the That's front desk nice. and that was my escape from the computer. It was like five thirty every day. I would work all day at the computer editing and I would pause, go take yoga and I would feel so refreshed on top of that, eating healthier became a really big goal because I was up late. I was constantly yeah. munching and mm-hmm. my you know, parents would laugh because they'd be like two in the morning and they'd wake up because I'd be down in the kitchen, like making stuff, <laughs> you know? So I just, my, my pattern and my lifestyle was really unhealthy in the beginning. And then once I realized that I, that that wasn't sustainable and I just didn't feel good, I didn't yeah. feel well. I was more negative in my mind. I was more, I had a lot more doubt. I realized yoga was my thing. And so I started going three times a week and I would say a year and a half in, I remember taking a trip to Brazil and I felt like a different person. Mm -hmm. I felt like I knew how to just breathe and be present and handle stress and being in a place that I, that was very unfamiliar to me. And there were times where it was, you know, a little uncomfortable and dangerous and, and sketchy. And I was able to feel very confident and aware and I just felt good. And I realized it was because of my yoga practice. Mm -hmm. So anyways, long story short, I I decided that, that yoga was something I wanted to celebrate. So I started photographing yoga instructors, but I didn't know how to direct them. Because okay. it's very specific. Yeah. So I would take these photos and they'd be like, these are really beautiful, but I can't use them because my leg isn't right here and this isn't mm. right here. And I thought, oh God. So I eventually decided, okay, well, I've thought about in the past getting certified anyways. Hmm. I might as well yeah. just go for it. And I made a goal that I wanted to work with Lululemon and, and learn how to direct yoga. And, yeah. and And so I went into yoga teacher training and that was a six month process. And the month after, I got asked to teach a class for Yo- for Lululemon. Nice. Oh wow! And I said, yeah. I'll th- I'll teach a class, but I really just want to photograph. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. And anyways, long again, long story short, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm here and I'm, I've been photographing with Lululemon for a couple of years now okay. and the yoga community in general, the studios nice. I love working with.
2: Well, that's what I like. I mean, it, it's definitely something that stress more is like wellness and help men, like mental health. But like, that was something like, I wish I was told when I was younger and I try to stress to the younger generations I work with is like, it's a it's a lie that you need to be super busy all the time yes. and grind it out. Like Sometimes you need to be working them, so. hard but not 100% of the time. Like you yeah. need to get away. Balance. And I didn't think I needed it, but when you get it you're like, "Oh wow, that's a big difference." Yeah. Self-care. And you're not told that. You're just like, "Why why aren't you doing more? You're young, you have time." Like, "No, like, yeah, yeah. T- take Self-care care of yourself." Yeah. Self-care
1: is so important and it and it completely Help my business, yeah. taking care of myself, putting yeah. that first. Mm-hmm. And and I honestly, and this is an interesting topic that's outside of photography too, but just the self-care industry right now and the awareness around huge. that. It's mm-hmm. it's huge and it's trending and it's interesting because I I, from a personal perspective, I I completely partaked in that, right? Like I I realized I needed self-care. I put myself first. I was all about that for a very long time, and then I realized. Okay, there's a point where it transitions and you've got yourself covered. Now you got to start caring for other people no, no, again. It's time to give get back. out of the ego. It's time to give back. <laughs> get out of the ego and give back to the people that you love and and put them first again. Mm-hmm. Because you can really only put yourself first for so long before you start hurting your relationships and the people you love and, yeah. and your business. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're... If you're putting if you're putting your ego before the success of your business, it's it's gonna For sure it's just gonna change the shape mm-hmm. of it completely. And
2: I think that's what's big is like there's not one philosophy to live by because there's a philosophy for that time that you're dealing with things you know and like yeah, yeah that makes sense right now but exactly. that's not always going to be the answer to those other things yeah like you said take care of yourself first but you need a family and a friend structure or you need to be more about the business because you're just starting it or the business is changing so yeah, yeah you- don't be afraid of learning and using applying something you learned from before to a new thing like it might not be relevant at the moment but eventually it's going to get back to that where you need to take care of yourself again or whatever because you have the time again to do it or-
1: exactly exactly and you know, I think the, the, the thing I realized is you build the self-awareness to be able to understand what it is you need mm-hmm. and you know when you need it. So I know when I need my space and mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a social person. I like to yeah. be around yeah. people a lot. But I also need my me time and my self care. For sure. <laughs> <Same here. Yeah. laughs> and I yeah. think that it's you know finding that. And it's becoming balance. a bigger
2: thing where people are, are okay to say it now. You yes. know, like yeah. oh, I, I'm just not gonna go to that uh, thing. That's yeah.
1: the best part about aging is yeah. you yeah. can be super honest, and people are like, yeah, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Like Take even your like rest. that, yeah.
2: Like you said in your work, you're okay to turn down things that just doesn't fit exactly. what you want to do. Yeah, and be okay with that. Like you're not gonna let them down. At least you were honest and didn't give them half ass work. You know, so yeah, it's
1: so true.
0: Yeah, and that's a cool thing about yoga too is it promotes a balance, you know? Like yeah. it's a misconception that yoga is just all like poses and stretching. There's a mm-hmm. huge part of yoga that <laughs> yeah. is just being quiet and relaxing yeah. and just yeah, like, it letting you down. Down. yeah, just
1: breathe.
2: Yeah. Just Go try breathe. to do yoga for the first time and you're just not like completely shocked about what it does yeah. to you. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. like,
0: wow. Yeah. yeah, I remember the first time I did yoga, I, did, I had no idea what I was getting into and yeah. i was pouring sweat no yeah if I, <laughs> the, the warm-up i'm like oh just my stand, god dude, standing what is going in one on? place for sure sweat. yeah
2: exactly it changes your whole mind about things yeah. but that is the beauty of that yeah it like, gives you that perspective of, like but yeah you don't yeah. have to go hard at everything to get the benefit of it you know yeah. so well,
1: i think that's what i liked about you guys it was just essentially it pulled me away from everything else it, mm-hmm. it made me center my attention into the current moment and it always, like, after an hour, I was always able to see things differently. An mm. hour. Yeah. An hour of just breathing, yeah. may- some, maybe some movement. Sometimes from, I just yeah. laid there, to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes I did not feel like doing what the teacher told me to do. Mm. And even still, when yeah, I'm teaching, okay. I'm like, okay, yeah, if you don't feel for it, sure. don't do it. You're here to show up for <clears> yourself for whatever that means.
0: So uh, what's next on the horizon for you as a photographer? Do you have any goals for this year or in the next few years? Uh, what, what's, what's going on?
1: Nice. Yeah, definitely I do. <laughs> <laughs> I um, currently am working at a photo studio managing a space in the city. It's called Capital Art. And I just joined them at the start of the year. But it's a really cool team of people and it's a rental space. So my goal is to start shooting there more. Uh, It's a large space There's actually two studios and I love it. So one of my goals is just to be shooting in that space more. I tend to be on the road a lot, but I really want to station myself here and and be devoted to my, my local local peeps. Mm. So that's, that's kind of a, as far as a baseline goal is just being present and shooting more in, in our own studio. But, as, lo- as long as I'm around, my goal is really to be more involved with our community. Hmm. So the APA is yeah, something really- I've been involved with. I'm, I'm actually the vice president on the board in San Francisco. And so we're leading monthly uh, meetups, which are just hmm. pretty much come. It's the second Tuesday of every month. And let's talk about what's going on right now in our industry and current events and topics. Last month, we did talk about Instagram, which is, I think, why it's been on my brain so <laughs> yeah. much. but. But kind of hosting some community events and workshops, stuff like that, that's definitely a goal. Uh, as far as my actual photography work and clientele, I'd like to expand commercially into some bigger brands. Nike has mm-hmm. been on, oh. my, on my mind for a long time yeah, and they just on released, released my mind right now too: Yeah, yeah. they yeah. just released reasons. a yoga collection.: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh nice,
2: nice. so yeah. I thought
1: now is Prime time. I got to well, yeah. get on, I got to get For on sure. Here. I mean,
2: athleisure is like the way to go, <laughs> yeah. and clothing athleisure. and stuff like that. Like, just like everything being more comfortable in life is a thing. It's like, I'm so happy. Like I'm trying to be the most comfortable I've ever been. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? With work, with what I do, even as a hobby, like I want it to be more curated to making it easy and nice. And
1: yeah, yeah.
2: It just makes you feel good.
1: Yeah. So that's the thing. I, you know, I, to be honest, 10 years in and I've never officially marketed myself. I've never done mm-hmm. any kind of print promotion or campaign for my own work. So that's a goal as well, and and that kind of t- goes hand in hand with trying to reach those larger companies and those kind of dream clients is really putting together a, a campaign for myself to market and showcase what I'm capable of doing and reaching those clients and saying hey these are some ideas that that i have and i'd love to work with you guys and and see what see what kind of comes of that
2: Mm -hmm. and i i mean i think it's it's been a few years now but i definitely feel that when you look at marketing and ads in general it's so much less cookie cutter like in the 80s and 90s whether it was music or like art or or movies it was like oh this works so let's keep doing that now Mm -hmm. they're like that's already been done. Like, what can we do? You know? And like, everyone always says they want that, but it's really, I think has been more of a thing now, you know, where they really want to be like, how do we use this in a different way that hasn't been done before? So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So lots of, lots of good goals, community based. And um, I think that's the way to go. Cause
0: when you, you know, ingrain yourself in the community, uh, you know, you Mm -hmm. lift each other up. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it just shows, I mean, I think, and then when you get to talk to them, and, and get that more personal connection, you realize people are into like more than one thing, like even different hustles they're doing. And it's okay. Like you can be a very good yoga teacher and photographer. Like mm-hmm. you can be all these things. Like don't put yourself in just that, you know? Exactly. Cause it's just you that you're, you know, those are your outlets, but you're the person doing whatever it is that you're getting mm-hmm. into. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, and if we're talking dream goals, yeah, for sure. <laughs> not in the next year. I realized through the years I love helping other people <clears throat> strive. So whether that looks like a creative agency or just mm. a a creative space where people yeah. can come and co-work That's and have I, yeah. that support system and maybe I don't know if if being being a rep down the road or being a um, agent of some kind mm. or just a consultant it's in my path. I can feel it like I just yeah. it's brewing in the last couple of years. I'm realizing more and more I just I love yeah. the idea of of being beyond myself especially like I think that's one of those things with why I haven't marketed myself is I'm just like I want to market the people I'm working with mm-hmm, more yeah. so. I'm more excited about that.
2: And that's like something I like to. When people ask me like what we're working on, it's like you know, in the age of like influencers, like I want to be an enhancer of shit. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly like that's what we're out here yeah. Do. It's like let's push. Like I like what you're doing, but we could do it differently. You know, yeah. like well, let's do it. Make it be something different. Or help, so, or help so.
1: more people learn. I mean, yeah, one sure. person can only reach so many people. Yeah. and and that's it. And that's another cool thing I'm realizing is like what you guys are doing. <laughs> and there's a few other people in the bay area born and raised our Mm -hmm. local you know our people that are Mm -hmm. doing some really cool shit and i'm just like how do i how can i help you like i fully support this Mm -hmm. and and
0: that's what we're trying to do here is extend the reach of all of those people you know creatives and people that are hungry for more Yeah, like it's cool
2: to it. learn these yeah. different things and you know get your hand everything but it's also nice to have a professional who can add that perspective to that project you're working on you know mm-hmm. and someone who's, who can give you that insight and that expertise that you just can't learn in those couple of days or even a year that you're trying to do it they can show you those things you know so
1: yeah well and i always wonder too like there's a there's a lot of paths that we could take in our lives mm-hmm. and you know, in the 20s, and when you're in your 20s and early 30s, it's usually the the decision of starting a family, buying a home, Mm -hmm. you know, entering a career that there's lots of different little pathways. And so it's kind of cool to see how people are doing things differently. And um, Mm -hmm. because I'm a business mind, I really love when people are are entering new business and career paths. And so seeing what you guys are doing alone, I've been super intrigued.
0: Yeah. And nowadays, you know, with social media and the reach that we can have, we can carve out our own paths and, yeah. ha- you know, reach audiences yeah. around the world just mm-hmm. directly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: yeah. And just, you know, we're in our first few, you know, episodes of doing this and you already see like a few common theme- themes in these different backgrounds yeah, and creative, sure. that, you know, like having a mentor, like not knowing everything that goes into something like the business side of, you know, and yeah, it just, it shows you that you're right there. You just be open to, you know, and you don't have to master all those things to get into it, but you do need to learn and keep growing once you jump into whatever you know adventure next for you. You know whether mm-hmm. it's personal, your career, whatever. So
1: staying open, like you said, though yeah. it's it's pretty pretty important, mm-hmm. I think, especially yeah. in the beginning. You just got to be yeah. open.
2: Yeah, humble yourself. Like, be okay to ask questions. Like, I'm gonna ask some stupid questions throughout yeah. this podcast yeah. that we do. Like, because I just don't know. So yeah. I'm okay. Let me find out about it. You know. So and I think you also have to make yourself
0: uncomfortable as well <laughs> mm-hmm. because without pushing yourself you're never gonna grow right? so true if you don't step out of your own yeah. comfort mm-hmm. you're never gonna know what you're
2: really yeah i really don't of. want people to just always hear something i'm doing and tell me it's good like i know it could be better like that's fine uh, with me you know like i'm okay with that not everyone is feedback. but i'm truly like man let's step it up you me know yeah
1: just taking risks in general mm. i and and being okay with some of them, yeah, some yeah. of them are not going to pan out. Still, the way some good you
2: memories want. and a lot of yeah. failures I've had, that's for sure. Oh, yeah,
1: you make right. some good <laughs> memories
2: through it all.
0: Failure is how you learn. It's you so know? true.
1: Yeah. It's so true.
0: And those are the best learning experiences when you have first hand failure. You know, mm-hmm. you can learn from others failure and it's a little less painful mm-hmm. but when you feel that pain it See, assures I, you that you're yeah. not going to repeat it. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. no, it's, it's hopefully. Well, yeah. actually, yeah. Sometimes it's harder hopefully. to learn. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, you're like, "You know you what? Forget. It was only
2: it only didn't work cuz I didn't do this thing right." And then, <laughs> yeah. <so.
1: laughs> Sometimes it takes a few times to learn, but <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I've never really been one. Someone can give me advice and I and I will take that in yeah. and I will i let that sit with me. But I've always been one that I need to feel it out for myself. Oh, yeah. I need to know. I yeah, need to know I've my
0: Always learn stuff the hard way. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's the only way that I feel like it adds like the most meaning and value. like. Otherwise, I feel like in, to some degree for me, it's just holding back or fear. If I'm not, yeah. you, you know, if someone tells me not to do something, it's kind of like okay, well why? Like it makes me more curious. (laughs) Like like it didn't
2: work before for them. That doesn't mean it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything's a bad idea until it works, you know? So (laughs) I was like, bam. Yeah. So,
1: but it is, it is always nice to have some guiding stars. Yeah. Yeah. For
2: sure. Yeah. It just feels good when, when you can approach them a different way. It's like just completing that puzzle or solving that problem that, yeah, just wasn't solved before. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, cool. Let's, let's see what else we could do with that, you know? And now how how can I apply that to the next thing I did? Or, yeah. So
1: Oh yeah. I mean, and I've tried alongside photography, all different kinds of little business Mm -hmm. avenues and in different roles. And I feel like if anything, all of them, even if it's a failure, you're still adding some kind of experience Mm -hmm. that that, that layers into your overall expertise Mm -hmm. and whatever it is you do and your skills. And
2: is there something like now with the experience you have, like do you draw inspiration from different things than before or do like what you get from the same thing, like how you look at it, is that different? Or like, how has that changed?
1: From when I first started? Yeah, yeah. I think that now I just in general, before I always had ideas of how things should be Mm. and I was shooting for it. And now I don't have expectations. I have a vision and I have kind of a reflective process prior to going into something. So that way when I'm in it, I can look at it clearly for the most part. That doesn't always work out the way I want, especially in personal realms. But when it comes to business, Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, there's, there's definitely a way that I can can see something Mm -hmm. and and it, and I don't know, it's, it is different from when I first began. I think it's just also my confidence and, um, in what I'm doing and knowing that I know how to do what, I, yeah. what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. so there's other things that my mind can focus on. Now. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like the technical stuff, yeah. you're you're fine with now. In the yeah. beginning,
1: I was so concerned, mm-hmm. and I wanted things to look a certain way, but I actually didn't have the skill set to achieve that. And now it's like, okay, That's I have so the skill set. So where can my mind? <laughs>
2: That's focus so funny. Now? Yeah, 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 you couldn't, you weren't capable of doing before. And now you're like, I don't even want to do those things that <laughs> yeah. I expect. Yeah, but yeah. for sure though, yeah. Well, yeah. now shutter speed and f-stops are yeah. not something
0: that you're concerned with because you know you have that part dialed mm-hmm. in. So yeah. now you can focus on the subject that you can get
2: exactly exactly yeah and that's the thing like i mean sure in in one aspect yeah it might be easier to take a picture of something but to make it look dope is still that's another challenge like yeah Yeah,
1: actually my best friend was just sitting at the table with me the other day looking through some photos and she was like it's so weird (laughs) she's like it's so weird you could tell your photographer like your photos are just so good and it's funny because she's (laughs) looking at photos that i'm like their iphone their photos from our trip we just took and i'm like
2: and you're like, I put the I'm most like, trash actually, pictures on here. I pictures. Like, I actually pictures. don't
1: even think that one's that good. But all right. <laughs> but it's it's funny. She and she asked me. She was like, "How do you? How do you even choose? Because I take yeah. so many." And I realize how trained my eye is yeah, now. Like I can sure. take a ton of photos, but I, I will already know which, I already one. know which yeah, one's going to be the one. This series, is
2: someone in there, yeah. You
1: know, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time I'm taking so many pictures because I'm trying to either distract or make comfortable my subject.
2: Gotcha. So, because they, yeah, because once they're, they're so focused on, aware, yeah, exactly. You know, like if
1: you're in front of my camera, you're really aware of the fact that you're, that yeah, I'm, that I'm looking so, at you. Mm-hmm. And, and people have a hard time really being looked at longer than a certain for sure. of time. For sure, like act natural and as the most unnatural thing to happen.
2: Yeah, as soon as you say it, I'm freezing. yeah yeah yeah. when
1: you know that camera's on you and then Mm -hmm. especially you know and and i've always thought about doing this doing a photo series where we do not talk you come in and you sit down for like a certain amount of time and i take pictures and we just we just eye contact
2: yeah Hmm. and
1: and there's no talking very little exchange of actual body language because that's what i'm so that's what i rely Hmm. on in my work i rely on the way that i can connect with my subject And I'm so curious that what would happen (laughs) if I shut all of that off? Well, I'm sure
2: uh, being able to uh, (laughs) use your yoga background, too, helps, like, calm the nerves sometimes Uh of somebody. Because, yeah, like you said, they they want you to capture the best of them. But, like, if it's in their mind, it's going to be hard for you to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Have you ever been taking photos and in the moment you were like, oh, this is the one. But then when in the editing room you go back and it's actually wasn't the one and it was what? a total different photo that you didn't even like remember at Honestly,
1: the Honestly. Yeah. But normally not right away. If mm-hmm. I think that I found an image prior and I go to that image, I start working on it and I'm all excited about it. And it's normally like a week later
2: <laughs> when I go
1: know. back and look again, it's that whole yeah. look back mm-hmm. moment yeah. when something sure. it, it affects you differently when yeah. you've had time to just sit with it but totally yeah
2: yeah, it's like as corny as it sounds but like you're a different person a week later Uh like something might have happened to you where yeah you're just your vision of the whole project or something that person told you about themselves maybe and you're like damn that's not really of you yeah Mm.
1: it's true it's true there's there's actually it happened recently i did a portrait (laughs) session with a really awesome speaker he's a cool dude and we got started and you know halfway through I was like, Oh, I, I already got it. And then we ended up switching scenes. And I realized later, like, okay, this is actually the mm. the shot I like the best. And it's funny because sometimes it just takes time to see things yeah. clearly. And, uh, and that's, I think that's why I've always loved a slower work workflow process. And mm. I understand the need for, for quick content nowadays, but yeah. I think when it comes to creating art form and creating beautiful portraiture and, and learning or seeing somebody differently, it just takes time.
2: Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. I've actually, that seems to be my most frequent hashtag is give time. And I don't know when I started using it. I like that one. Yeah, I actually, and I just recently got my tattoo and that's Mm. what it symbolizes. And I feel like, I don't know when it, when it came to me, but it's the, it's just, it's the common thread through everything I do is just like give time, not Mm. stop using time. And that means anything. Yeah. That means
2: anything. Doing something more, doing something less. That's Uh what that means. Exactly. Mm.
1: Yep.
0: Well, Lisa, this has been a wonderful conversation, and I really hope that we have some opportunities to collaborate in For the sure. near future. I mean, we have got a ton of production stuff going on. Mm-hmm. could always use you know, a nice eye to capture some of these yes. great moments. I would love that. Yeah, so how can the uh, people listening find you online?
1: Yeah, well, my website's my full name, lisavortman.com, and you can find me on social media the same way. Everything's under my name. Um, nice. If you are looking, say what's up. If you go to my profile, like say hi, DM me or something. Mm. I like yeah, to know man. people. For sure. I like yeah. to know we'll my people. I'll definitely be
2: tagging you in on all our uh, yeah. pictures too. So cool. You know,
0: it's, it's strange. Instagram's actually become one of my main methods of communication me for yeah. for people for, sure. for collaborators for sure. first yeah. first and foremost. Yeah, like because mm-hmm. if I have a project related Instagram account, I'm just like I'm sharing you know totally. material through yeah. there now
1: yeah even with my friends, that's how we stay connected. Yeah. It's like I see what you're up to on your Tuesday. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that food looked so good. Can yep. you make me? Yeah, some? quick little DM <laughs> back and forth. Yeah, yeah exactly. people
0: bring that up in conversation. Like, <laughs> sure. oh, I, I've seen what you're up yeah. to. I have seen you. I seen your story exactly.
1: the other day. That's why it's so relevant. Exactly. That's why we're that's, addicted. Yeah. I kind of like.
2: Yeah, you know exactly. I use it to my advantage. Like, all right, we can skip the bullshit you did <laughs> yeah. the other day because I've seen it already. Let's talk about yeah, let's you know our real connection and together diving. stuff. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, yeah, I saw you took that trip. I get it. We were there, but what? Yeah, we, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we were there. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but thank you guys for for bringing me on, yeah, and I'm really excited yeah, to awesome. see what you're, what you're up to.
0: Yeah, we're we're all gonna stay busy around here, and uh, you know, look for some really cool looking photos. If you start to see our Instagram looking better, they <laughs> yeah, they might sure have some why. influence <laughs> from from Lisa. Cool. All
1: right,
0: folks, thanks again for tuning in to the Quality Goods Podcast. Always a pleasure to delight you with some cool stories from some amazing people. We out.